Thank you for joining us today on Salon Sluice. My name is Leslie and my co-host is Melissa. I want to remind all of you who listen to us on a regular basis, or maybe this is your first time, to please follow, subscribe, like, share, whatever the case may be for the platform you are on. Now, we do post these episodes on YouTube with video for those of you who'd rather watch. We enjoy making these shows, but unless you interact with us, we're not sure if you do. So please jump on your social media and let us know. You can find us under Salon Sluice on almost any platform. Now, we hope you enjoy today's show. Thank you. So, Leslie, how are you? How was Thanksgiving? It's okay. Oh. Life is just kind of a little boring a little like there's nothing to yeah. do other than like go for another walk or okay what are you doing with your your papers again sorry i'm putting it down <laughs> <laughs> i fumble i have like this i have to be for all of you listeners every time you hear that although last recording that was my paper flipping because i did not have my microphone on but usually it's leslie like fiddling so you've been I need, kind of, I need to get a fidget spinner or something yeah. that the kids have because um, you're a fidgeter. I, I am. Yeah. I just I'm, like sorry. To, I'm busy. Well, so you were talking about Thanksgiving. It was kind of weird. Wasn't the normal. It was fine. I wasn't even going to cook. And then um, there was a, you know, a local restaurant was cooking. So we're like, oh, we'll just order from them. And it was fine. Who'd you order from? Us, we go grill. Oh, okay. It was good. I mean, it's just different when you can't have family over and yeah. Yeah. So we actually went to bend. And so my son who was in North Portland and my daughter who was in Eugene, we all tested Corona tested and um, then quarantined until we got our results and everybody was negative. So we did come together and go to bend and rented a house. Um, and it was nice. We all decided that we don't like Thanksgiving food. So we're like, what are we going to cook? You know, what do we want? And so um, we chose a little bit, like we did make pumpkin chiffon pie because everybody likes that. We did have a berry pie, but then that was kind of where it stopped. Like, oh, we had mashed potatoes. That was the other sort of traditional thing. Cause That's my the thing. Like we, like Ella's like, well, we have to have it because it's Thanksgiving. But then I'm like, but none of us really eat it. So, yeah. I mean- and it's a lot of work if you don't love the food. Like I understand yeah. it. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like the one time a year that I make this and I love it. And it's just not that for me and my family. So um, it was kind of nice to. So then just, what, what was your main meal then? So we had roast and I should say that two of them, my daughter and my husband are like vegan, vegetarian leaning. <laughs> So they had no desire for that. They just wanted vegetables and potatoes and that kind of stuff. And so um, my son and I both still eat meat. And so we made a roast, but then I put vegetables and stuff in it. So it was roasted vegetables. Then we also had separately roasted vegetables, but the family will still eat the roasted vegetables that is cooked in meat. They just don't want the meat. Like that's just right. not their jam. So it was really good. It was um, it was nice. And then we had chili the next day because we all really like, um, chili. So, well, we know you like your bean soup. So, oh yeah. Woo. <laughs> do not have two bean soups. Woo. <laughs> Girls got to be careful. Okay. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, do you ever have, have something happen and you're like, oh my gosh, was that like divine intervention? Was that God? Was that my spirit guide, you know, coming in and, and 
making something change for me. Have you ever had those moments where you're like, that was eerie and a little too close for comfort? Yes. Okay. So there is this like, you know, when you're watching a movie and then like the camera will like hesitate on something yes. and it seems in insignificant, but I like, I pay attention to those things. Cause you know, like that foreshadowing, that, that thing's going to make a big deal later in the movie. Yeah. It almost feels like my life kind of does that. Sometimes it will like pause for like the split second. And yeah. then you're like, okay, that's going to be significant later. I feel like I, I know those moments. Oh, um, and I had okay. a few that I was like, okay, that was definitely something. But tell me what you experienced. So we were going um, over to Bend and, you know, Highway 22 that you take from Salem to Bend for everybody who's kind of from the area, um, you have to go over the pass. And firstly, let's just say we were ravaged by wildfires. So we actually went through the area that was burned, probably the towns that were burned most significantly. I mean, certainly off the road maybe was worse. Um, a lot of wildfire, you know, national forest. Um, I don't know if it was all national forest, but, you know, just a ton of forest was burned. And a lot of these little towns that live along this highway were burned to the ground. Like, and, and it was weird because you'd have like three houses gone and then one house standing and then everything's gone for a half a mile and then one thing standing. And so, you know, we start off our drive just going, oh my God, this looks totally different. I mean, if you would have plopped me down on that highway six months ago, I'd know exactly where I was. If you just plopped me down on that highway now, I go, I don't know where I'm at. Like none of this looks familiar. You know, all the trees that are on the sides are gone. Yeah. And it was so weird. So we started the drive, you know, after Salem kind of having that aha moment, like, oh my gosh, these poor people, it's just devastating, right? And then you kind of climb the summit. And the summit is right after Detroit Lake, which has, again, been just flattened and destroyed. There's a few, like there's a market that's left. I don't know why that market is left, but everything else is destroyed, right? And a few houses. So then we go up to the summit. Well, my husband um, needed to get a selfie for work, like a Christmas selfie. And he's like, oh, let's pull over and I'll take a selfie kind of with the snow in the background. So we decided to do that. We pull over at Hoodoo, which is right at the summit. And we take this cute picture. Great. You know, whatever. It's beautiful. Just snow. You know, there's some snow on the ground and everything, but it's not really snowy on the highway, but off the highway, it's just white and just covered. So we take this picture, we get back onto the highway and we are continuing our way to Bend and we don't get but more than a half mile from where we pulled over. And we come around this corner and there is a huge accident. There's a three car, um, all three cars were totaled. Um, the one, and, and we realize as we pass it, we, of course we slow down to pass it and we're like, oh my God, this just happened. Like I see the driver of what I now know was the, um, car that went out of control and he looks stunned. He is awake. His eyes are open, but the car is completely smashed in. I don't think he can get out. I don't think they can get him out. He looks completely like in shock or stunned or whatever. So of course we pull over Mind you, it's about five o'clock now. So the sun's going down. It's starting to get dark. It's not quite dark outside, but it's getting cold. And so the, it was getting icy. So 
we, they had spun out on ice. We pull over, we probably half hour getting flares, getting everything out there, realizing that the driver, he was in shock. He did pass out um, or was unconscious for a little bit. Everyone else is able to walk and get out. He has not, he did not speak the whole time we were there, which was probably 20 or 30 minutes. And um, so we call 911, they come out. Well, it turns out that this is, first of all, we missed this by minutes. I mean, had we not pulled over, I think, oh my God, would we have been in that? Like yeah. we didn't take very long to pull over, but would we have been in front of it? Would we have been in it? Like, I have no clue. Um, so I, we're, we're of course shooken. We're thankful that we weren't in it. We're like, oh my God, would we have been in it if I, we hadn't gone? And then we're like, okay, why aren't there trucks out here sanding? Why, why aren't they plowing these roads? And then I talked to my girlfriend she's like, oh my gosh, I went over there on, came back on Tuesday and it was the same thing. No sanding trucks. It was icy. It was scary. She had to actually pull over at one point. It was like blizzard whiteout. She was like, I was so stressed out. I had to pull over, get my bearings and then get back on the road. But I just can't help but think, and I didn't have your feeling. I didn't have a feeling like, oh, this is the foreshadowing. Yeah. I just can't help but think we missed something like pulling over. Yeah. Yeah. There was, whether you well, want to call it. I'm not super surprised because Eric's kind of like that. Like, you know, like, and it could have just been like, Hey, I just want to get a sel selfie. This is a perfect timing. But then I just think that Eric's in tune to certain things or maybe, yes. maybe he just knew that he had to take a picture and it, it could have just been coincidence. I don't know if you believe in coincidences. <laughs> well, and the fact that he Definitely kept remembering. Something. Yeah. Because he is the kind of person that would remember or say something and then would forget. Yeah. So maybe the fact that he kept remembering yeah. was something like, okay, you got to remember this. You got to remember this. I'll ask him if he had any feeling about that. Um, and maybe course, it was so like not, he wasn't even aware of it, but he just felt like, oh, cause like, I mean, Eric, it's totally different than Michael, but Michael yeah. wouldn't be like, oh, I need to pull over on this beautiful <laughs> to take a selfie in the snow. He just would never do that. He would never think of that. But I'm like, but Eric's a little different. He's a white, or sorry, a husband of a designer. And yeah, yeah. so maybe you guys are a little bit more involved in that kind of world, but something definitely helped I, for sure. Like, oh I mean, I always God, try yeah. to think like, was I behind one of those cars? Does it look familiar to the taillights, you know, or like, you yeah. Know, yeah. where were you in that mix before you pulled over? Yeah. yeah I don't have, have a clue. Yeah. So are you hearing me? I'm getting feedback all of a sudden. Oh no, I can hear you fine. From myself. Uh-uh. Oh, it stopped. Okay, good. Good, good, good. good. Yeah. It was weird and we were all shooken up. Honestly, I had a stomach, you know, those adrenaline stomach aches that you get after something like that. I had a stomach ache all the way until we got to bend yeah. and we stopped at target to get some last minute grocery shop, grocery stuff for dinner. And I finally, the stomach ache went away when I got out of the car and I walked a little bit and had something else to think about, but just shook me to my core. You had to get like, grounded. Yes, 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 yes. And so thankful to have my family. We were all together and my son was just a little rock star. He just got out and helped and was super helpful. And wow. Yeah. yeah. So those are crazy moments. Like I, those, I, I've had moments where I felt uneasy like you, like when Michael would go, um, on his motorcycles and like be out of range where I wouldn't be able to like 
you know, I would always say you'd have to call me by four o'clock or I, I'll give you one hour and then I'm calling a ranger yeah. or somebody, you know. And I did that once when he ran around Mount St. Helens. But um, but even then the ranger's like, well, is car still in the driveway or in the parking lot? And I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't help me. But yeah, I don't care. Yeah. I'm freaking out. <laughs> He's out there somewhere. Like, I don't know. But um, everything turned out. But I would get like a little sometimes because I'm at home with four kids. Yes. And I don't know where he's at. And yeah, um, I was just worried about more his safety, him falling. Yeah. And then like even his friends, he's such a tall, big guy that no one's going to be able to carry him out. No, <laughs> no. So, so now I saw on social media, is he gone with the boys snowmobiling? Yeah, now, and there was an accident on 26. So they're bumper, bumper to bumper oh. as, as of 2.30. Uh, it's only 3.30 now, so they may oh. just now be starting, but I think it's, uh, we just bought them. Okay. Deals on Friday. And um, so, because we have a summer sport now, we need a winter sport, right? Yes. So Michael and Tristan went yesterday, and then he's taking um, the boys today to go up there. But they're only going to get like an hour because it's going to get dark. Yeah. Oh. That's okay. And, and Deegan, that was Deegan, right? Digging interesting, yeah. He is so tall. He's getting tall. He's not quite as tall as Ella. He's like a quarter inch shorter than Ella. So we're, wow. but he's been sleeping a lot. So I'm like, I think like in the next week or two, he's going to be taller. So how old is he now? Uh, he is 14. Okay. So he yeah. needs a permit on his birthday. Okay. Yeah. There's a spurt there. And then there's another spurt, I think more like 16. Yeah. Where they spurt again. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was like, is that Deegan? <laughs> I know somebody commented on that picture because um, they're like, okay, you used to have little kids. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know. <laughs> well, he might just get that. as tall as Michael. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm hoping, I think one of them should, I mean, it'll yeah. probably be Deegan, but Tristan, yeah. you know, he's almost 18 now. So I don't know yeah. how growing he'll have, but he might. Yeah, he could. He could. Well, okay. So that is not my story. That's not a segue to my story, but I have a question for you. Yeah. Have you ever heard of meteor month? No. Did you know there was a meteor month? A month full of just meteors? High likelihood of seeing meteors. Um, no, I don't follow stars. Okay. So no. you know how the zoo has their concerts every year? Yeah. I don't know. It was probably 15 to 20 years ago. We were at a zoo concert, which for those of you who don't know, they open up the zoo. They have a big concert. They bring in, you know, stars. Usually they're, um, you know, B-rated kind of singers or whatever. And you sit out on the lawn and the elephants are there and it's just a great night, warm night. And usually I think it's July and August that they do it. Well, it was August. And I'm with a good girlfriend and her husband. And um, she says, we start seeing these meteors like flying through the sky because it's dark. And she's like, oh yeah, it's meteor month. And we're all, what? No such thing as meteor month. Like you're total full of shit. Like, ah. and she's like, no, no, really. I heard it's meteor month. So we're like, yeah, whatever. Well, we go home. Sure enough, August is meteor month. Are you sure it's just not that it's always happening, but in August is when you can see it? It is always happening. That is correct. But because of the hot um, August weather where we are located, you know, on the earth, the latitude, longitude, whatever, 
we see them more because we have very clear skies. It's warm weather. So yes. Yes. I kind of figured it had to do something with that versus it just happens in August. (laughs) No, it does not just happen in August. So it kind of got me thinking because, um, that was just sort of in the back of my mind. And then my husband's watching this show on, um, I think it was a national geographic. It was like a, um, documentary on this meteor that hit in Australia and they, and it goes on to explain the meteor and the area. It was huge, but then the, um, towns around this and how this really has become their identity. They do artwork, they do everything they sell in these towns is all based about these meteors and kind of, they think they're spiritual and all that stuff. So it kind of got me thinking, I'm like, yeah, what about a meteor? Like I hear on the news, oh, you know, this meteor is coming towards the earth or this thing's coming there. And I kind of always think like, well, they'll just tell me when the shit's going to get close. Right. Like, when do I have to leave my house? You know, so kind of thinking, like, how often do these happen? Where do they hit? Like whatever. So has anyone ever been hit by a meteor? That was my next question. Like, oh my gosh, does this, do these heat hit people? What's the deal? By the well, time they gets into our atmosphere, how big are they actually? Yes. Do they, yes. they kind of explode? And they, are they now like, is it more like sand or is it still like big rocks? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and how big does it have to be that this, this NASA or whoever's watching this stuff is, is watching it? Yeah. Right? right? Well, apparently they watch a lot of things. They watch space debris. They watch uh, meteors. They watch lots of things. I didn't ever gather what size it had to be, but here's what I learned. First of all, there is really only one case that they know of that a woman has been hit by a meteor. Okay. Was it? Um, it was approximately 62 years ago. Anne Hodges is the only confirmed person to be hit by a meteorite. She lived in uh, Silicaga, Silicaga, <laughs> Alabama. Never heard of that. It was 1952 and she was napping on her couch when a softball-sized meteor broke through the ceiling, bounced off her radio, and hit her in the thigh. Hmm. Okay, if you look up the picture, Anne Hodge, Hodges, excuse me, has a huge bruise, like, I don't know, it's probably three times the size of a softball, the blackest thing you've ever seen on her thigh. Like, holy cow, this must have been a rude awakening. So... Are you looking it up? I am. I'm going to show a picture here. Yes, you should. Okay. Anyway, keep going. Okay. So I was wondering like, okay, wait, she's the only confirmed case. Like you're going to tell me that all these meteorites mostly don't fall on people. Like this just seemed a little strange to me. Well, it turns out that meteorites typically fall in the ocean or into the earth's vast remote places. So I guess as a person who lives in the suburbs, I think of the whole earth as being pretty populated, but in all actuality, it's pretty unpopulated. Like there's a lot of just land space. So most of these hit in those areas. There is a Florida State (laughs) College astronomer, excuse you, (laughs) an author of Falling Stars, A Guide to Meteors and Meteorites. And he says, yeah, look at that bruise. Do you see that? 
holy cow, look at that thing. That's some intense bruising right there. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Okay, so a Florida State astronomer and author of Falling Stars, A Guide to Meteors and Meteorites, he says you have a better chance of getting hit by a tornado and a bolt of lightning and hurricane all at the same time. Hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that, that makes me feel better. But going back to Anne's um, story, the townspeople claim that they saw a bright reddish light like a Roman candle with a trailing of smoke. Others said they saw a fireball like a gigantic welding arc arc accompanied by a tremendous explosion and a brown cloud. But this happened in this small town and so many people flocked to her house when they heard of it, that when her husband came home, he had to literally push people off of his porch to get through the door to check on her and to see how she was doing. Of course, there was lots of doctors already inside there. And some, some folks had already come and said, you know what, this is a meteor. It's fine. It's fine. Well, but the Cold War was going on in, in that time, in the 50s, and people were really paranoid, and many of the locals feared that it was a plane sent by the Soviets, so they actually didn't believe all of this stuff. So there was a lot of hubbub blue. In fact, the police chief took the rock and turned it over to the Air Force and had the Air Force look into it. Well, the Air Force actually confirmed that it was indeed a meteorite. And um, then the question became, what do we do with this rock now, right? Well, so the public demanded that Anne get the rock because she actually wanted it. She was quoted as, quoted as saying, I feel like the meteorite is mine. I think God intended it for me. After all, it hit me. Well, but here's the wrinkle to the story. Anne and her husband, Eugene, were only renting. It was not their house. And their landlord, Bertie Guy, felt like it was hers because it hit her house. So actually, Bertie sued Anne and Eugene, and the law was definitely on her side that the meteorite looked like it would go to her. But public opinion and outcry was so strong on this that Guy eventually settled out of court for an exchange of $500 for the meteor. Well, and they were renting at that time. Yes. She yes. might have owned the house, but they owned all the stuff in it. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So anyways, Eugene thinks, oh, this is his payday, right? He thinks he's going to be able to sell this meteor for a lot of money. And so he pays her the $500. And the Smithsonian actually came to him and said, hey, we'll offer you this amount of money. They didn't say what it was. It was said to be a modest amount of money. And he turned it down. He was like, no, I can get more. I want more money for this. But offers never really materialized. So in 1956, which was only two hours, two, two years later, excuse me, he donated the meteor to the National Hist History Museum. But this was kind of the end of normalcy for them. Um, and after this had several nervous breakdowns and she and Eugene finally split in 1964 and Anne died in 1972 at only the age of 52 of kidney failure in Alabama in a nursing home and it was said that Anne really didn't like the attention and the limelight that followed her after the meteor 
and it really kind of led to her demise and Eugene. And there was probably lots of arguments about money and the meteor and all of that. I'm sure there was a lot of stress and she just didn't like that. So unfortunately, I feel like it had a really bad impact on them together. Um, but interesting to me that only one person has ever been hit, right? So then in, um, in 2016, I found an article written in, oh, sorry, this was in April of this year, excuse me. An article was published by space.com and it was written by Chelsea Gold. And she says that researchers from Turkey have actually found evidence in Turkish state archives that a meteorite killed one person and injured another in August 2000, sorry, August of 20, oh my gosh, August 22nd, <laughs> let's try that again, of 1888. So despite many claims of meteorites hitting people, there's actually very little evidence of this, but they did were able to find um, evidence of written story that it turns out that maybe in like 1888, somebody else was hit, but there's just very little, little actual evidence of it. And so then I was kind of wondering, okay, so what are the odds of being hit by a meteorite? Really? What are the odds of being hit by a lightning? So then I kind of went down this rabbit hole of like odds, right? So the odds of getting hit by lightning, lightning, this is kind of interesting. The national weather service says one in 1 million. Okay. That makes me feel pretty good. I'm like, Oh, one in 1 million. CDC says one in half a million. So I'm like, wait, that's a big difference between the, shouldn't we be pretty clear on those numbers? <laughs> That's like a like, half a million dollars in the bank versus a million dollars. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a big difference. So then I started looking more. I'm like, okay, 10% of those people die that were hit by lightning and 90% of those people have various disabilities. I'm like, okay, wait, so you have a 10% chance of dying from being hit by lightning, but you have 90% that you'll have other disabilities. I'm like, okay, well, that's- Disabilities that's... because of being hit or uh -huh. you had them before you were hit? No, you will have a disability of some sort after being hit. So okay. I'm like, okay, well, that's not very good. Okay, so that's, by the way, getting hit- any given year. Okay. So then I'm like, okay, well, what are the odds of being hit by lightning in your lifetime? Okay. Yeah. Stand back. One in 15,300. Okay. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like that's getting a little too close for comfort. And where for me. are the most common places that people are being hit by lightning? Yes. I mean, we're not going to have, we don't have very much lightning, but it, it doesn't like really say it would be a good place to be hit because you're holding like the metal yes. thing and you're out on the field. Yes. Which, which reminds me of sweet home, Alabama. Have you seen that little cute movie with wrist? I have, but I don't remember what part you're referring to. Well, he goes out and puts these stakes in the beach where he wants lightning to hit because when it hits the sand, it makes glass. Oh. And uh, so it, I, I just always think, what are you doing? Like he's got to be, you know, one in a hundred now, right. <laughs> his odds are going way up. So then it's, here's another odd for you. 
odds you'll be affected by someone struck is one in 1500. Hmm. I don't really know what that means. I know what that means. Maybe your your spouse, your kids. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anybody who's been struck by lightning. Do you? No. Okay. Well, and I hear it's terrible because it goes in one area and goes out another. Yes. I've seen pictures of people. Yes. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So then I started kind of going through that and I was like, okay, well, what are the odds of being killed by a meteorite? A Tulane University environmental sciences professor, Stephen A. Nelson, calculated the odds of getting killed by a meteorite at one in half, sorry, quarter of a million. So 250,000. I'm like, wait, but getting struck by lightning in a year was one in half a million or one in a million. We can't decide. So is that a lifetime? I'm not sure. Then it, other people said it could be much higher at one in 1.6 million. I'm Have like, you heard I, those people who get um, struck by lightning multiple times? Yes. Like three times. What's the chances of that? I know. Is there something about their makeup? Are they the ones that like internally are spontaneous combusting? Or they just keep going out and lightning? Oh, yeah storms i don't know yes, are they storm watchers or yeah i don't know That's i don't know i mean i mean i don't go out with an umbrella you know during a lightning storm i kind of respect the storm so here here's some other statistics for you too because i just kind of went on and found some more um your odds of being murdered is one in 185 oh. so that's qu quite a bit more significant um your odds of being in a tornado is one in 60,000 I guess this is actually probably killed in a tornado, rather. So murder, tornado, being killed in a flood, one in 27,000. A being killed in a plane crash is one in 30,000. So a flood and a plane crash are pretty equal. But guess what your odds of winning the Powerball lottery are? Uh, I don't know. They are one in 195 million. So that's actually higher than <laughs> anything we've discussed here. God dang it. It's twice as high to win the Powerball lottery than the National Weather Service says the odds of getting hit by lightning. So somebody yeah. does. I know. Somebody the wins. problem is, is that I'm never going to win the lottery yeah. if I don't play it. I know. That's my problem. It's true. Okay, so, so I have one more little tidbit to add because I kind of went into UFOs. Then. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is this rabbit hole you get in. This is that story we talked about with, um, oh gosh, the hail bop. Yes. What was that episode called? You have cute names for them. Oh, no, that one was actually what it was called. I'll look it up while you're talking. Go ahead. There you are. You froze on me. Oh, sorry. Um, I gotta put Colt. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Oh, Heaven's Gate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were following that meteor. Yes. Actually, they were going on a UFO behind that meteor. Okay, so here's the other thing. So then I went down this whole UFO thing. 
yeah. because of meteors, right? People mistakenly think that they're UFOs. So LiveScience.com says the seven most frequent things that are mistaken for UFOs. Number seven, lightning. Mm -hmm. Number six, missile tests. Mm -hmm. Number five, weird cloud transformations. Number four, balloons. Number three, Venus, mm -hmm. the star. Mm -hmm. People think that's a UFO. I didn't get that one. It must be really pretty bright. That, well, it is. And apparently it can look like it's moving, but it's not really moving because it's coming from different parts. I don't know. I was reading yeah. about it and I was like, that was it's over probably my head. reflecting different lights and stuff, I'm guessing. And then, so it looks like it appears that it's moving or changing. Yeah. Something like that. I, I'd have to look that back up to really be educated on that one. Uh, number two was airplanes, mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. And then number one, most frequent thing that are mistaken for UFOs is military experiments. How do we know? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do you think there are, there has to be, right? You mean aliens? Mm -hmm. You know, if you talk to my son, he, he believes in aliens more than he believes in spirit guides. So. <laughs> does he believe they're here on earth with us? No, he does not necessarily believe that. He believes they're on some inhabitable planet. Inhabitable for it's them. It's hard to believe that there wouldn't be something. Yes. Now, the question he always says is, could we ever get there? Could we, can we ever travel that fast to be able to get there? But what are the aliens? I mean, it could be microscopic living things, right? Like Horton hears a who. Yes, exactly. Or, or little insects, right? doesn't mean that they're living humans either. Right. And they don't have to necessarily, I mean, there could be lots of different. Right. They could have fish and they could have birds on some. But if, like there, there could be one planet that has that. There could be yes. another planet that has something else. Like I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, have you, I think I've talked about this movie before, but Another Earth. I think you have. Yes, 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 yes. That was a pretty slow <laughs> kind of, but it was good. But I, um, but it was about Another Earth. And we have uh, basically like us on this other Earth. Right. That are kind of living the same life. Was that you that was telling me that they, they send people off knowing that they will never see them again in their lifetime because it takes a whole lifetime to get to the other place? No, I didn't say that, but okay. somebody must have, okay. I don't know. I mean, that might've been a, because like, like just say you're, you're gone for eight days because now you're in this other, you're not in the earth atmosphere. Does it actually change? Are you really there for years and years or does it seem like to them it's only been eight days, but to us it's been years? Correct. I think that was what somebody was telling me a story about, and I don't remember, I shouldn't even say it, but it was something like they sent him off in a ship knowing that his travel was going to take 70 years. Our time, I think. So by the time he got there, it was going to be 70 years later on earth. But so he it was like, not be 70 years older. I don't think so. I don't think he was going to be 70 years. Is it older. like a dream that like, it seems like it's only been, a I, I don't, this is where my head just yeah. goes. Whoosh. 
Yeah, me too. I don't like, yeah, I can't understand that kind of stuff. Yeah. And sci-fi movies, not my, not my gig. Although I am in man, into Mandalorian. Are you watching that? No. Oh, do you guys have Disney plus? I don't think so. Oh, I I think it's funny that you have Disney plus and all your kids are grown. (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is the funny part. Okay. So my daughter goes off to college and she wants Disney plus. I'm like, really? Why do we need Disney plus? My husband buys Disney plus for her and for himself. What's on there. Okay. Mandalorian. (laughs) Okay. She does watch a innate large amount of Disney movies. She loves rewatching Disney movies. I think she watches a Disney movie every week. I don't know. The only thing I watched, I've watched is Mandalorian. And then I've watched uh, Pick of the Litter, which is about rescue dogs, not rescue dogs, excuse me. Um, dog training dogs for like the blind or for the disabled or disability. I don't, what do you, how do you say that? Like a disability? I don't think that's PC to say anymore. Not oh. disabled. The um, special needs. I don't think that's even PC to say anymore, is it? I don't know. It'd probably be hearing or especially sight impaired, right? That's much more PC, sight impaired. <laughs> But it's pick of the litter. It is so cute. They have the cutest puppies and they get families, get them and they train them. And then they go every once in a while to the training facility and see how they're doing and get tested. And you're just like all enamored by these puppies and who doesn't love a puppy. And then you want your puppy to win. And like very few of them actually succeed. I think out of, um, I want to say there were six puppies and like maybe one makes it maybe two. That's it. Mm. Yeah. So that, that that's good like on Disney. Three weeks to treat, to teach my dog that one trick. <laughs> you finally can do it. What trick forever. is it? So uh, we follow this bunny on TikTok and it's this dog who basically can talk to his owner using these buttons. She's taught him these buttons and I'll send you a couple of videos because it's really crazy. So we're like, okay, well, let's try one button. So we, I bought a three pack on Amazon and we're starting with treat. So when okay. she wants a treat, she just has to go over and push the button. And for a while, um, we'd have to like touch her hand and then touch the button. And then she touches it and we'll give her a treat really quick to yeah. the point where I got her to push the button. Then I'd go to the cabinet to get the treat out because I wasn't just holding it in my hand. Then it got to the point where um, I would go across the room. She would push the button. Then I'd go to the cabinet, take it out and push the button. And now we'll be all in the living room and she'll be like, treat. And if we're, we're taking too long, she's like, treat, 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 treat. And then eventually we have to put the button away because she wants them all the time. But yes, so I'll take like one treat and I'll make, I'll cut it into like eight, I'll, you know, bring it into like eight different ones. So she's actually getting eight treats, but it's just really one. Yes. Because <laughs> she's already overweight. <laughs> so now um, she thinks she's getting a lot, but then I make her walk to me to get the treat. So that, you know, like it's, she has to work for a little bit, but, um, and then eventually we just have to put the button away for a while. And then we were joking that she's going to open up that cabinet, yeah. push the button, get inside. the button out. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it did take like three weeks, but she got one button down where this bunny one, this bunny dog, she, um, can talk, uh, she talks. It's really insane. It's really crazy. Okay. Awesome. When you, is her, is her name bunny? Yeah. The dog's name is bunny. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she must be like, um, 
she almost looks like a poodle, but then she could be like a labradoodle or, you know, something along. I think she's probably okay. like a labradoodle. Okay. Um, but she definitely looks like some sort of poodle mix. Um, okay. Speaking of which, do you watch, do you watch the dog show after the parade on Thanksgiving? No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I am watching The Undoing with Nicole Kidman. And tonight they're showing the last episode of this, the series, the season. Is it good? It's really good. Oh. And in fact, um, Travis Scott text, or uh, I don't know, what, what does he do, Twitter or whatever it was. He's like, am I the only one waiting? I, he's like, no, I, I can't be the only one waiting for this last episode. And then Nicole Kidman texted or wrote back like, um, I don't know what these terms are, but she replied, um, who do you think did it? And then he's like, it's either you or this. And I'm like, that's obvious. <laughs> like we're going through all the characters of like who it could actually be. And I think there's only like six episodes. That's really good. But okay. So don't good. ruin it for me. But what's, what's the premise? Somebody killed somebody. Um, yes. Yeah, so, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Um, the guy he used to date, he got, he got, uh, Hugh Grant. Oh, is the husband, Nicole Kidsman's the wife. She, they have a child together. And um, in the show, he has an affair, which produces this child. And then the child's mother is found murdered. Oh. So okay. who is it? Oh. This is what happens when we don't- I can't let you know, because I don't know. This is what happens when we don't prepare to talk about it. You're like, okay, what's the name? What's the name? Oh my yeah. gosh. <laughs> right. I was trying to think of that whole scandal with him. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But I wanted to go back just before we get off. Um, I was going to tell you um, that, you know, how you were saying there's that moment of like pause. Yes. And um, I might have mentioned this in the past, but the one time when my sister and I were going to my, to go visit my dad. Yeah. And this is the one time that the two of us were going to go together to um, see him because not only do you have to fly as close as you can get, but then you have to rent a car and then drive, you know, at least an hour and a half to get to him. Cause he was in El Paso. Yeah. No, okay. no. So we, um, I believe we flew to El Paso. Okay. We're going to rent a car. Is that how it is? Maybe we're going to Arizona. I can't even remember which one because okay. either way you go to Arizona, you have to drive three hours or you go to El Paso. It's an hour and a half. And, okay. um, but the, depending on when the flight is, you're going to get there at the same time. Like I can't even remember which one we were going, but when we landed, I had a voicemail that my dad was being airlifted out of the facility. He was to somewhere else and um, that we needed um, to get to this other place. I think we were in Arizona. I can't remember. Anyway, um, but uh, when we got off the plane, I'm texting my husband, hey, I need a rental car. Like I need, or we were, cause we were gonna, oh yeah, this is it. We were gonna get on a little plane and go to his town, That's which is right. like a six person plane to get to his town. We yeah. were both like kind of freaking out. We really didn't want to get on that anyway. So when we got off the plane and I got the voicemail that he was being airlifted, um, I knew that I need a rental car. So I'm texting Michael, get us a rental car. We're going, we're headed down. And so as we were going down the escalator, the only thing it says is the chapel is on level two. And I sat there cause I'm in front of my sister and I sat there for a second and I turned to my sister and I said, that wasn't good. Like I knew at that moment, like that he wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be very good. Whoa. The only thing we heard over the intercom. intercom, there could have been other things, but that's the only thing I heard. And we got down there, got the rental car and like he died within like 
three or four days of Did that. Did she but hear I, that? Oh yeah. We looked right at each other. Like we knew like, this is it. Like, all right. Our trip just changed. And how, what are the chances of that happening? Right. Yeah. Sis, my sister and I are going to visit and my dad happens to pass away while we're there. The only time that we would ever be together to go visit him at the same time. Well, haven't you heard stories of people saying like, oh, she was, they waited until so-and-so showed up and then they passed away or whatever. Right. Like we were talking to him on the phone earlier that day. Like it was like, I don't know. I think like it, whether it's like, um, you know, like God intervention, yeah. he's yeah. like, okay, this is going to happen. I'm going to orchestrate this. So it's all going to happen at the same time he yeah, did. Yeah. And, you know, so I think it just worked out that way like, but he knew you were coming so he could oh, he have been coming, waiting come, coming right yeah well and then you know I had to make the, the decision to like take them off the life support and I was like oh. it's up to you are you gonna yeah. do this like your body's gotta do this you know and yeah yeah it was crazy but we, there was that moment of like it was like slow motion for a second oh <laughs> and then it just the chapel is on level two. Yeah. I was like, oopsie. <laughs> so you didn't go to the chapel, did you? No, but I knew, <laughs> I knew like they're telling us like yeah. it's not. Oh my God, Melissa. <gasps> what? For like the last nine days, there has been weird stuff happening in our house. No. Yes. Why have you not led with this? <gasps> Oh my God. Are you kidding so, me? No. So it's been a week ago, Saturday. Um, we were gone. I think Ella and I were out front. Lucy was in the kitchen. And when the boys go and get wood in the back of the house, they have these big bins and they carry them with the stairs and they thunk them down onto the deck and it makes this huge noise. Yeah. Well, and Lucy comes running outside and she's like, oh my God, is somebody in the back? Where is everybody? Like, and you know, the boys were gone and, and we're like, what? And she's like, I swear to God, the boys brought up some wood onto the deck. There's this loud funk. And I was like, nope, nobody's here. And I didn't really think anything of it. And then I was in the house by myself and it sounds like, and I'm all by myself. I don't know where everybody is. Maybe Michael took them. I don't know. I'm in the house and something falls. Like I hear a big thunk and I'm like, okay, well that's weird. I'm like, I go in the, the different rooms and I'm like trying to think, and then the door slams. Okay. When the thing fell, even my dog looked up and was like looking, looking around. So I was like, okay, that's weird. Then the door slams. Which door? Then, the door where you just came out of or what door? I don't, I don't know where it was. Cause I didn't want to say it was upstairs, but I didn't want to say that cause all the kids rooms are upstairs. Right. I didn't want to like, so you were downstairs. I was in the living room upstairs. Okay. So you were, okay. something falls and I'm like, okay, well maybe, cause we just took all the Christmas stuff down. Okay. Maybe one of the boxes in the attic fell. Right. Well, you go up there. There's nothing like everything's where I left it. Okay. So that's kind of weird. Then I go in all the bedrooms. I'm like, did a, a snowboard fall over? Like what? Yeah. It would have been something significant cause it's land. And then um, I was like, I don't know what is going on. Like, okay, so that's kind of crazy. This is the second thing we've heard. And then not even like, I don't know, within the five minutes, a door slams. And I'm like, hmm, something's, something's happening. I don't know what it is. Something's happening. And then um, we were all in the house. And now this one, we, I could probably figure out what it was. But Daisy was in this room 
and I'm thinking the light was off and she tried to leave and probably went to hit the door and it slammed it shut because I'm guessing that's what had happened because um, we were all upstairs and the door, it was like somebody was really, really angry and slams the door. Now that could have been my dog on the inside trying to get out and then accidentally slams the door shut. But it was like, it was really loud. So I come running downstairs. Of course, Michael's like, doesn't leave the table. He's like, that's weird. I'm not going down there. <laughs> that's so, I so my husband. Kristen, and I open up the playroom door and Daisy comes out and I'm like, well, she could have slammed it. She would have had to like hit it pretty hard to slam it as hard. It was loud. Like we were like, and then yesterday, you know, like we have one of those um, garbage cans in the bathroom that you step on the little thing and the lid pops. Yeah. Well, the, I'm, Lucy was like brushing her teeth and she looks over and she goes, and the lid was coming down. And I'm like, well, it could have been stuck up. And then it just came unhinged and it's coming down. Like it, it could have been up for a while. I don't know. This is so what people say, right? She comes running up the stairs, freaking out, toothbrush still in her mouth. And she's like, I'm not going down there. <laughs> the day she wouldn't come down because the lid. And I was like, well, it, I'm like, did you see it go up? Because that's one thing. <laughs> but it could have been like right now it's still stuck up. Now, like right. you, it, I mean, maybe it, an air fluctuation. Okay, so have you gotten anything new, like any antiques in the house or? Um, no, but in November is when Larry died. In the house? I have his stuff in our house. We've had it. We've had it in our house. Mm -hmm. But he died. This would be like his second year anniversary of his death. Um, and then I was texting another friend of mine and we talked I, uh, on the last episode, I talked about Janie yes. and I reached out to a friend of hers and she's like, I really feel a lot of her this month. And I'm like, well, maybe that's, maybe it's her. Like if she's feeling her, maybe she's just stronger now. And then, um, but we have like quite a few dead people stuff in our house. Like, but nothing different, nothing nothing's different. changed. So no. I actually thought when you first were saying this, that because you did the show about Janie, that maybe it was her, but I think she would be making her presence known in some way that you knew it was her, like not just random doors shutting or whatever. It would be like something related to what you and she share. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. I don't know. Like, yeah. Although two of the light bulbs in my nail light are out, maybe that would be her. <laughs> But, um, I don't know. I just thought those were kind of, kind of weird things that like, I don't normally like you could, I'll see like the flashes out of the side of your eye or, right. um, things like that. But I, I think I way overthink all of that stuff. Yeah. Like I, I research, I'm like, it could be something else instead of just saying, yes. but I do have to say that those were weird things that had happened. Yeah. For and sure. for you to say it's weird, it's pretty weird because well, when I heard something drop, and then the door shut. I was the only yes. one home. So I'm like, and then with my dog, like, oh, I'm like, okay, I'm not listening. I'm like, and I have really bad hearing. So oh. it was loud enough that I could hear that. Like, and I mean, this could just be our, we have like a fax machine copier. This thing is huge. It's like a TV that has a big thing on the back. Oh, yeah. It's like really old like that. I'm like, I don't even know why we have this because the one time I need, might need to fax something once every two years. Anyway, 
Which you can, by the way, get like a $10 app to do that for you. Totally. But there is, um, it's been acting up. Like, and it could just be that it's old, but one night we were sleeping and I look up and it's like a light show in the house. The whole (laughs) thing is like, bing, 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 bing. And there's like lights flying out all over. And this is that, this was last weekend. And I'm like, Michael, what's going on? He's like, I don't even know what's going on (laughs) with that thing. And it was like right around this weird time, right? God, what, and I, what did I say? I think I might've was like, hey, I might have done that. I might have said, hey, never heard from you for a while. Maybe you could show yourself. That night is when the thing starts going crazy. Um, and then just last night, it was doing other weird things again. Like, and it was fine for like a week. I printed things, no big deal. And now it's last night, we, he finally just had unplugged it. Because it's yeah. doing like this crazy thing. I don't know. It could so just be- you asked prior to any of this stuff going on, you asked for her. Yeah, I forgot about that. I did. I sat there and I said that I, I was talking to my dad and I said, I haven't seen you. I haven't heard you for a while. And I'm like, of all my people, you know, my world, I know that my dad was into that kind of stuff. Like, we're, like you could just show up and like, let me know that you're around. But then part of me is like, well, my dad wouldn't throw something on the ground. He would slam the door. But I mean, maybe he did. Like, I don't know. Okay, but didn't we also hear from somebody that they have different energy levels and so that he may just be starting out? He doesn't really know how to do much more than that. Yeah. So he's learning or that's all that he has the ability to do. Yeah. So I, mean, could, I don't know. Is it him or is it somebody else? I mean, I don't know. But the fact that you asked for him to show you and then all this stuff comes on, you're all shocked about it. And you're just remembering that you asked. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, then I was thinking, oh, that's kind of weird coincidence that the, the machine was doing that, right? Yeah. Because then, okay, then you ask for these things, then these things happen, and then you're like, oh, it, I'm sure it was just like the the broom wasn't up against the wall very securely or, you know, right. then you start to like doubt what you actually heard or saw or. I do the same thing. Yeah. I do the same thing. Yeah. I well, totally understand um, what you're saying. You, you find the logical reason instead of accepting the fact that, wait, I just asked for this. Well, I do, but I also want to like, um, I want it, I want to debunk it if yes. I can. And yes. so I can say that was really him. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.